Hello, everybody, and welcome to Cascade. Today, we have our friend and very special guest, Aaron Roberts, on board, who is a theater and voice actor famous for his roles as Klaus in Black Clover, Uta in Tokyo Ghoul, Kamui Woods in My Hero Academia, and so much more. In this episode, we talk about his rise to fame, what anime we've all been following, and whatever else manages to wiggle its way into the conversation. Without further ado, here's the fourth episode of Cascade. We hope you enjoy. Welcome to Cascade. As the intro said, we've got with us Aaron Roberts here. Very, very seasoned voice actor, uh, general, uh, real life actor. I don't know what to say there. Yeah. Um, Yeah. yeah. So how you been, man? uh, How's life? Uh, Life has been insane. Um, Life has been busy. I think we've been trying to do this podcast since like last (laughs) July. Yes, Um, absolutely. And it is Um, now March of 2018. (laughs) <laughs> um, you know what we made it we made it together we did. yeah we made uh, it yeah life is uh life has been crazy man i have uh i have been i did a show um in fort worth on stage uh and that ran from i guess the middle of january to the middle of february um so i was driving out there and then like during the day i was building uh sets um theatrical sets for a local school uh, which is another one of my is a, a side hustle, and as an actor, you tend to have a lot of side hustles to to make ends meet. Um, side yeah, <laughs> a uh, side hustle. Yeah, I built a, a set uh, for the Music Man, and that nice. took forever because um, I'm <laughs> practically building them by myself. Um, but yeah, it's uh, that took a long time. So that's been like the the, the sponge that has been sucking up all of my time. That is intense. As someone that uh, just recently, a few terms ago, took a class on um, scene and prop building and someone who did it with a team, I can personally attest to the fact that that is shit. It is. (laughs) It's fun work, but it's long and tedious work and not something I'd be able to do personally. Yeah, totally. The, uh, yeah, I mean, I, mean the, I, re- I enjoy it because I get to work. I'm pretty autonomous and, and I don't have to, you know, like I'm not answering to somebody all day. I'm just handed blueprints and told to go build this and then I go build the things. Um, but the, the actual set was not the hardest thing in the world. The, the 20 individual set pieces were, were the bitch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I understand that. That sounds yeah. like a real bitch. So what, what kind of show was it that you were like kind of setting everything up for? Um, this was a, it was for the Music Man, which is a giant, uh, giant musical, and I think that a lot of high schools do it because um, it gets every like you can put every single kid who wants to be involved in a show into the show, and therefore like their mom, their dad, their aunt, their uncle, all the brothers and sisters have to pay ten dollars to come and see the show. Hell it's, yeah! It's, it's like everyone the wins. Ultimate, yeah, the payoff is is huge. <laughs> Nice, nice. Yeah. So we've got some info on you here from your talent agency. Um, no, no, no. Give oh God! Context. There's like a just you know like a a tab with your face, like kind of taking up half of our screen uh-huh. right now. And yeah, yeah. It's uh. So we were joking earlier, and he kept like repeating information if he got it. And I said, would it help if I put a picture of his face up in the corner of the screen? And he said, absolutely. And so we found a picture from your agency. Um, <laughs> It looks like you got a shoe size of 14. How's that going for you? That's pretty big. Uh, it's difficult, man. You know, and it's not the uh, it's it's not the length. Uh, <laughs> that's the problem. It's the fact that my my uh, feet are really narrow. It's like I wear a 14 double A. 
Um, and I always make the, the joke that I'm, I'm hitting the back, but I'm not hitting the side. Um, <laughs> Yo, I love that you actually answered that seriously. Yeah, Thank honestly. You. Yeah. Uh, but it's, uh, it's hard. You know, I have to, I have to wear like white American dad shoes. I have to go with Dang. new balance. The, uh, the, the shoes, official shoes of conservative America. That's it. Once you, <laughs> you know, they're the only, once you hit new balance, bro, it's like no going back from that, man. It's, yeah. Point of no return. Right. Damn. Um, but yeah, they're the only the only shoe company that readily keeps uh, shoes my size. So that's a thing. Damn. You know, anyway. I would actually try. Um, I don't know if you have any interest in Heelys, but I'm don't pretty sure this. they custom make them for adults nowadays, and they might have a 14 for you that does it. And you can also wheel around. That sounds expensive. Is that expensive? I couldn't tell you. The last time I looked it up was in high school, um, which is a little embarrassing in itself. But anyway, let's jump into the things people actually want to hear about. Um, so sure. first of all, we're going to tackle what I'm sure a lot of, um, just national and perhaps even international fans know you for, um, which is some of your anime voice acting things. Uh, so you want to tell us a little bit about how you just got into that industry? Like how you found yourself into it and where you are now? Um, I remember years ago I was, uh, it was basically, it was theater. Um, I was in a show with, uh, Chuck Huber, who is the voice of Android 17 and Emperor Pilaf. And yeah. uh, Dr. Stein from Soul Eater and whatever, everything. Um, but I was in a show. It was the first time that I ever met him. Uh, he was playing Sherlock Holmes um, in a show. I think it was back in like, golly, I think it was, I think it was in like 2010. Um, yeah, but I remember like looking like opening night of the show. I looked in the program and he had all these Dragon Ball credits. And I was like, <laughs> dude, what is, is this really you? Like, how did you get to do all this? Um, and then he said, well, they, they record up in Flower Mound. And I was like, they do what in Flower Mound? Because there's nothing up there. Um, so I didn't like, and I didn't want to, Chuck is my friend. And even at that point in time, I didn't want to be that guy that was going to be like, hey, can you give me an audition for animation? Um, so I just, I invested in the friendship and let, let my other whatever career goals ride. Um, and then years later, I was in a, a giant ensemble show called The Farnsworth Invention, which is about the race to invent television. Um, and it was a big, uh, it was a big ensemble piece, and there was a lot of different, uh, a lot of actors playing a lot of different roles. And uh, I think I was playing like four different parts. Um, and I've spoken Russian, and I was doing some sort of uh, like an up upstate uh, New York accent and a couple other things. And uh, Joel McDonald was in the show with me, and he's a director up at Funimation. And he was like, "Dude, you've got really great range, and your your Russian is really good. Would you like to come up and audition?" And I was like, uh, "Yes, please. I that would be great." <laughs> Give me one of those um, with extra mustard. Uh, I Hell yeah. yeah, I went up there and I auditioned for the show called Level E, um, which is kind of a it 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 feels a lot like Men in Black. <laughs> there's a lot yeah. of like the like aliens that are living on Earth and whatever, and there's all these secret agencies and whatever. But uh, yeah, I went up there and I auditioned for that, and then I did um, I did some some minor bit parts on that. Uh, and I was like, man, I have no idea what I'm doing. Um, I mean, like I had always, I've been acting forever and I'd grown up, I grew up love, loving cartoons, like, you know, Batman, the animated series and much of other stuff. Um, I don't know. And I didn't have a lot of exposure apart from like, depending on how, uh, how much your pinky is raised in the air, you can pronounce it Akira or Akira, <laughs> whatever. Um, uh, either way, but th like I, I had seen that and I had seen this other really obscure anime called Unico, um, which I've went back and researched later. And, uh, I guess they only made like three episodes or like 45 minutes long, but I didn't have a lot of exposure to anime. 
Uh, and so I went on Netflix and just started watching episode like the first 24 episodes of Attaboy. fairy tale and uh, high school, um, uh, high school, of the dead. That's a good one. Uh, so I, I, those are the first, I guess the first two new animes I watched and it was like, Oh, okay. This is the, this is kind of the style I need to be going for. Um, and then the, my second audition, I mean, of course I went in and did Walla and little bit parts forever. Uh, but the second audition that I had was for uh, Toriko uh, gourmet hunter and I, I felt, I felt like after I'd like done some research and listened to some anime, I was like, I've got like five, I feel like I've got five solid anime voices that I'm just going to keep throwing up against the wall <laughs> and seeing what sticks. And, uh, and one of those was, yeah, one of those was a, an uppity kind of flamboyant voice for Sonny and Toriko. Nice. Um, yeah. And it totally, it totally worked. <laughs> nice that is that is awesome actually uh, i was actually gonna ask you prior to that how much experience you'd had to animate because uh i don't know it just it seemed like being a theater man and uh hearing some of the stories you told it didn't seem to me like you'd be the type of person that would be into anime prior and don't take that in a weird kind of way um but... no not at all um i for whatever reason like i wasn't allowed to uh I'm, I'm I'm a fairly older dude, um, and so like stuff like Pokemon. I mean, I'm 38. Let's not oh, you know I was pull just punches on your agency um, page for that. Stop saying that. Oh, damn it. <laughs> um, I was just cyber doing some light cyber stalking. Um, I, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh and Yu-Gi-Oh and Pokemon and all that stuff was kind of after like after my time, um, and I was doing homework or like at school or whatever whenever that, that stuff was on, but. Uh, I, for whatever reason, was not allowed to, I think it was like, it was supposed to be, it seemed religious, um, not allowed to watch anime, which in retrospect seems more like a uh, racist decision than a uh, religious decision. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe it was like xenophobia or whatever, but um, yeah, I, I don't know if it's like my parents like were freaked out by the giant eyes yeah. and the characters. I don't know. Oh yeah, the eyes do yeah. it. That's it, dude. Yeah, that's, no, that's definitely it. Yeah. Um, so I do have one question for you from the story you just told. Uh, can we hear that German accent that they said no, you did? Russian. Really well? No, speak some Russian. Russian. Oh yeah, yeah, the Russian. Was it Russian? Okay, yeah. my bad. Uh, yeah, it's just uh, it was it was I was speaking in Russian. I actually went to a because everything the the, the lines were written phonetically, um, oh. and I was like something about this isn't quite right. And so I went to a Russian deli up in North Dallas, um, and I'd called up and I said, "Hey, is there anybody up there that speaks Russian?" Um, and so, and that's one of the exciting, fun things about being an actor is like, it's kind of like being a detective. Um, <laughs> but I went up there and like sat down and had an, an open face Reuben sandwich and talked to this giant dude <laughs> who had like prison tattoos and like all sorts of stuff. Um, I think his name was Zorik. Um, but, uh, he basically walked me through the correct pronunciation of all this stuff. So like, uh, one of the lines is like, uh, Zajki Fakuli, which is like light the, uh, light the torches. Um, and so it sounds, just sounds like, uh, and then, uh, <laughs> uh, it was that day, uh, was, I asked, I asked this kid of like, do you like books? Like, do you like books? Or like, there's like, does your mom like books or whatever? And it was like, um, and then that means we're not monsters anyway. Um, but yeah, that's the thing. Have you all, uh, what? Now go ahead. Did you uh, do you all get a chance to to watch any of um, Dice Ire, the the magical Nazi show that is now on Funimation now? No, no, no not yet. <laughs> um, you should check it out. What's it called again? 
Um, Dais Ire, which is a D-I-E-S-I-R-A-E. I think I've heard um, of that. I, yeah. That's funny. Uh, I play a magical Nazi who is, uh, who had sex and killed his mom, had sex with his mom and killed her, um, which I think also means that my dad is my grandfather. I'm not sure what's happening. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, anyway, um, I play Wilhelm Ehrenberg, and uh, it's, um, it's a delight. <laughs> that sounds like a delight because you don't get to do you don't get to do accents that often in anime yeah i was gonna ask like how often you know does that actually come up and like what do you have to do about it? like is that just the general thing you just you know randomly find people that actually speak it fluently and you just kind of chill with them and pick their brain about it or is it i don't know that's that seems like a lot of um research. i think that for in this particular case i was actually i did a convention uh in Times square in new york and i was up there with uh i was up there with tyler uh, Walker and he was directing. He was directing the show, mm-hmm. um, but it just so happened that I did a reading of. Um, uh, I did. A, a, we did a table reading. It was me, Chuck Huber, uh, Quentin Flynn, Tyler Walker, and Heather Walker, um, and, and and Mark Marcus Stemmick, um, and we did a a staged reading of an old nineteen thirties Flash Gordon radio show. Nice. Um, in, in which I cast myself as Doctor Zarkov. Um, who's just kind of like this, like squealing, like, I see you for what you are, Flash. <laughs> um, uh, so I think just that was basically my audition. I didn't know that I didn't know that the crazy magical Nazi German show was going to happen. Um, and then Tyler just like sent me a text. He's like, hey, uh, you can do like normal, like relaxed, like less squealy German, right? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I got that, brother. And he's like, cool, you're going to be this guy. I was like, all right, great. Nice. I bet. Shit pays off. Dog. Yeah, for real. Um, so speaking of Chuck and of conventions, this kind of comes together. So right now we're on a tour across the Midwest doing some live comedy shows uh, at different conventions. And we were actually just at one. Um, was he in Peoria with us or was he in Omaha? You know who, who me? No, Chuck Huber. He was in. Was he in Omaha? He might have been in Omaha. But regardless, we were at a convention with him just recently and he's a great guy. Um had some good experience yeah. with him. He definitely is talented and he knows his stuff. It's fantastic. But speaking of conventions, uh, what do you think about just like showing up to conventions in general? I know specifically for us, we're no, we're not famous. We're not anime voice actors or whatever. Um, but it's, it's an experience for us definitely. And, uh, we're curious about what you think about it. Um, what do you mean by that? It's an experience for you. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, enough said. Uh, (laughs) Um, so it's i mean it's a great time we love it very much we show up um we have packed rooms even though no one knows who we are especially when we leave the general area because the the audience we've amassed is a bunch of people that feel sorry for us in our general area um (laughs) and there are packed rooms with a bunch of people that absolutely love the terrible comedy that we put on and the different shows that we do and it's amazing but then at the same time I don't even think we have to say it. There's a, there are a lot of things that are a little weird that go on at these places. A little bit. Yeah, little bit. I'm, I'm with you. Um, I uh, man, I always some some conventions are uh, a struggle, um, and then some are not. But like, I, I always find whatever wherever I go, I always find the fun, and also like definitely focus on no matter what is could possibly be happening to me or what my given circumstances are for that day. I always make sure like to keep in mind that like that kid 
I'm there. I'm there for that one kid that is totally broke and saved up for six months to buy a forty-five dollar three-day pass. <laughs> like Damn. that, the kid that can't afford to buy anything and is just walking around the dealer's room staring at stuff, like knowing then, like I don't know, you're, like that's that's who I'm there for, because um, that's me. <laughs> or that was me as a kid, <laughs> just totally broke, but like was was just able to get into the door. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. That's the big reward for me. Um, particularly like when, when you go to like, I don't know, towns that are not towns that don't have a lot. Um, I feel like I, uh, and I don't, I don't have like a Jesus complex and I'm, and I, I'm slightly narcissistic, but not that like this narcissistic, <laughs> that I'm the Lord. Um, but, uh, I feel, I feel compelled to be somewhat of a beacon of hope. For, for nerds oh, okay. across the land um, that like, cause I come, I mean, I'm from Jacksonville, oh, Florida, which is uh, a pretty big city. There's a million people there, but it's, it's got right. a kind of a small town feel. Um, and I, I don't know, like the idea of like getting outside of your circumstances and like, you know, busting your ass so you can, you know, like go out and achieve your dreams in a larger market or whatever. Like, and that was like, I, I uh, you know, I'm going to get off on a tangent here. Go for um, it. So I'm still fucking pissed <laughs> that the Jacksonville Jaguars lost that game against the Patriots. <laughs> um, it's like when you play the Patriots, you have to beat the Patriots, and then you also have to beat the officiating staff. Right. Um, and just like those those photos of the ref in the end zone, just like happy as a pig and shit, just like, oh, look at us, guys. We all made it here. Um <laughs> So upset. It's all right. So man. upset. Right. I went to, I was left to go to rehearsal yesterday and like just out of nowhere, closed my front door to lock it. And was like, God damn it. <laughs> just because I'm still pissed. You know, you know, I feel that. man. But I guess like, I, that, it's like, you don't get over that until the next season start. Absolutely not. And I will not like, I, uh, God, we're going to play them again next year. And I just, I want, I want, I, I don't wish for anyone to like, no harm. I wish no harm, <laughs> but I, I hope that Tom Brady leaves that stadium a cripple. <laughs> um, and anyway, <laughs> Jesus has spoken. You're, you're going to cut that out, right? You're, you're oh, gonna of course, of course. Uh, of course. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. No, we no. can do that. <laughs> Not at all. I mean, I'm, I'm in 100% agreement. Um, Jacksonville, uh, I, I guess I, what I, the, the, the roundabout, the, the, how this makes sense as to what I was saying before, is that when we got that franchise in 95, I just remember as a kid being so um, inspired and, and affected by it. Um, cause it, it felt like for the first times, like, cause some people didn't even know where Jacksonville, Florida was. And then we got that franchise and it was like, Oh, dreams can come true. <laughs> like all things are possible. I can, if I work hard enough and if I strive hard enough, uh, I can go and make something of myself in the world. Um, and I think that's why that loss hurts so much. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, so I am that kid. I am that kid that could barely get into the convention. That's a great point of view. Yeah. Like, I've never even looked at it like that. Like, like, like Kyle said, we're just damn nobodies from the Kyle City or Kyle City. <laughs> the Kyle cities. cities. That's what we're just calling like, now. Making a fool of ourselves on stage in front of people. Shit. So I never really thought about, you know, like the people that show up and actually care and come to the every panel every day and laugh with us and shit. That's, that's I don't know. That's kind of deep. Yeah, that's and I, I feel like it's it's a little different for us because um being nobodies from a weird part in the quad cities out in this post-metropolitan graveyard um 
no one knows who we are. And so we show up to these things and no one's like, wow, I really fucking want to meet Comcade. Like that <laughs> is what I want to do. It's these, I love these guys, all 112 subscribers online. They're fucking famous. They're amazing. No, no one thinks that. They just come in and they're like, hey, it's, it's a comedy show. There's no one else on. So yeah. let's hang out. I got an hour to kill. Why not? <laughs> Why not? We're here. Um, and don't get me wrong i love every single person that shows up to our oh, shows because yeah. they make everything possible um for us to travel around and get our name out and just have a great time uh but i think that's probably where the difference in views comes from because i was i was that kid too way back when back in like middle school and high school where i'd come through to a convention not having any freaking money for it um but now it's like I, i'm here to show people a good time in a similar kind of way but not in the same kind of way where it's like Hey, I'm Anime Jesus. I'm here to show people a fantastic time because they want to see me. It's more like you can still be that broke, awkward dude. I'm still the broke, awkward oh, dude. That's very much so. I'm just up on stage now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, that's just it. We're the embodiment of that kid right now. Yeah, exactly. I like it. I like it. Yeah. It's okay. cool shit, though. It's cool uh, shit. I, I, will make, I will make this offer. This this just occurred to me. I'll, I'll make this offer right now. Okay. If you are a, a uh, ComCade listener... Um, and you come to me, if you come to my table at a convention and say that you are Comcade broke, I will give you a character <laughs> card signed for free. Oh my God. Okay. Well, I'll be wow. the only person to do that, but, um, it'll be nice when it happens. He's going to see us. Speaking of, I don't know if any, like, if you can talk about any of this, I know that at least in the experiences we've had with, uh, with the anime con, conventions we didn't have to sign anything but do you have any like conventions coming up that you're going to show up at that you want to name drop real quick or anything in the plans or uh yeah totally i am i'm doing a skype session with uh gojo TechiCon. um bless which you I, god where hold on, where, where is it? <laughs> thank you um where is gojo TechiCon? let me see where that is um anyway doing a skype session on uh may 5th with them um i'm going to uh port con maine um, which is June 21st through the 24th. Um, and then I'm going to Austin to do uh, OkashiCon um, nice. July 20th through uh, the 22nd. Nice. Um, yeah, I think I did like 11 or 12. Uh, Gojo TechiCon is in Ashland, Ohio. Where? So there's that. Yeah, I've never heard of that. Ashland, Ohio, which I imagine has got to be a suburb of... Uh, Probably one of the larger cities. I imagine probably. it's probably just just outside. Huh. But yeah, um, yeah, man. I think I did like twelve, eleven or twelve conventions last year, um, which is a lot. And uh, this this year, my schedule is going to be a little, I think, a little lighter. Um, yeah. yeah, mostly I've got I've got an audition for a a, a play tomorrow. That's a, kind of a uh, I'm auditioning for a pretty iconic uh, Shakespeare role, and it's um, if I if I book it, it'll take me out of like the second half of con season. But yeah, oh, yeah, man. But I'm excited. I've never been to Maine, so that's gonna be awesome. Yeah, that's a bit out the way from you know Texas. That's yeah. And I think they have a um, I think they have a minor league baseball team. Which I'm gonna be like fully honest. Like I I hate watching baseball on TV, and it's really yeah. difficult for me to love baseball until I get like whatever till you get to the playoffs because there's just so many games. Um, and I enjoy the atmosphere of a baseball stadium, but I don't necessarily understand the dynamic. I, I understand and love football <laughs> and a lot of others. I love basketball, but like I don't 
I do, baseball doesn't necessarily resonate with me. But one thing I love to do when I go to conventions um, is if they have a farm team or like a, a minor league team is to spend the the five whopping dollars um, to get into these beautiful <laughs> small town parks. Like, like Fort Wayne, Indiana um, has a, a team called the Tin Caps, um, like, like kind of like a Johnny Appleseed kind of thing. It's got an apple. It's got a pot on its head, um, which I think they are <laughs> affectionately called the potheads. Um, nice. But yeah. They have a great little park and uh, yeah, they have a great little park. And like anytime I go up to uh, IcasoCon, which I don't know if that's going to even um, happen this year. Um, I think their last year may have been last year, but um, yeah. Anytime I go up there to Fort Wayne, I love checking in and Porcon Maine has a, uh, or, or whatever uh, up there in Maine uh, has a, uh, yeah, has a minor, uh, minor league baseball team. So I'm going to check that out. That's fantastic. Well, whenever you come back to the quad cities, if you do for animazing or whatever else, uh, we have, they're the River Bandits. That's terrible. Yeah, they're, well, no, they're actually pretty good. <laughs> okay, so the River Bandits is, um, local baseball, you know, minor league. Uh, but it's owned by the same dude that owns the Astros, uh, you know, name dropping them. And two of the players that were on the Astros when they won the World Series were actually from our minor league team that got drafted up to the Astros because they switched between. Um, so that might be a fun game. Nice you know, thing for you to stop by. And we have a really nice park. It's called Modern Woodman, right? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I'm not a big sports guy myself, but uh, Modern Woodman Park, it's pretty nice. So if you ever find yourself over here, especially around the time they're playing bet, uh, baseball, bad, then bad, bad. that's probably fun. Awesome. Basketball. You almost said fucking basketball. I didn't almost say basketball, yes, DJ. Quit patronizing you me. Know, whatever. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> so anyway, uh, let's let's jump back into the anime a little bit. So... Do you have like a, a favorite role or a favorite show that you've voice acted in so far? Um, man, I am really, I loved, uh, I loved uh, Howard Link and D. Grayman. Um, uh, Howard Link and D. Grayman, I'm I'm really proud of, and uh, and I really thought, yeah, yeah. Um, I thought D. Grayman Hallow was real was really good. And uh, in some ways, I thought it was better than the the first uh, chunk of the series. But um, there's a, there's a character that won't. Oh man, my favorite character that I've ever voiced. I cannot. Uh, it hasn't been released yet, and I can't. Uh, it. I think it's gonna. The DVD will be out in uh, May, which probably means that I'll be able to talk about it like next month. Like well, in four weeks. You want to come back on next month and let us know first? <laughs> I will totally whenever I can whenever I can talk about it, I will totally come back on. Yeah, but that I, is uh I get to do <laughs> a couple different things that you don't never get to do in anime, which is great. Nice, That's nice. Cool. Um well speaking of things that you might not be able to talk about, do you have any other projects coming up that you might not be able to talk about that you want to talk about anyway? That's a loaded fucking question. <laughs> um, I mean, I can't like, I will, the, yeah, the NDA ninjas will, will come yeah. and get me. I yeah. think, uh, I, I feel fairly certain. Um, I, I'm pretty sure I'm in the DLC six, the, um, the DLC pack six for, uh, Dragon Ball Xenoverse two, um, which just dropped Tuesday or Wednesday. Still um, DLC and then, oh, yeah. Oh yeah, dude! It's gonna forever. <laughs> like they're like, uh, yeah, they're gonna keep on. They're gonna keep on producing content for that game forever. That's it's awesome. a. It'll be a, a never. Kind of a side tangent. Are you keeping up with Super at all? 
Um, yeah, I am. I, uh, I think I'm, I think I'm about three episodes behind. I think the, the last thing I saw was, uh, Android 17's sacrifice in the, uh, survival arc. Spoilers. Oh my God. Oh, sorry. No, sorry. No, I'm kidding. It's all I don't good. know. We're like on a two week, like wait period. Cause I don't know some serious shit's about to happen, but. I was gonna ask you like where the fuck is Frieza because it's been like didn't he ragged. like pass out on a cliff somewhere? I don't know where the hell he's at, dude. He's just like, like halfway he's not, dead. He's not gone. He's not on the bench. Yeah, no, he's like halfway gone, chilling. Man, he's almost dead. I don't know. It just it bugs the hell out of me because like, uh, everything else is going on, but you don't. See yeah, Frieza. as someone who actually hasn't watched Super, I, that's I just I catch clips wrong, online man? like from Funimation and Crunchyroll when they drop them, and it usually tells me everything I need to know. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's a lot to, uh, I, I think, and I don't know if it's always been this way. Cause I, I have never, this is like, this is shocking to people. Um, but I have never seen a full episode uh, before super, never seen a full episode of a dragon ball, uh, anything really never, never once. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I, there's no, like, it's not because yeah, I'm don't, I have any, like, I, I don't know. I pre I appreciate the show and all the things I have no hate for it. I just <laughs> never had the opportunity. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, but I've watched every single episode of uh, of Super, and it's a. Uh, and I, I say this with all due respect to professional wrestling, um, but this this show is a, like a lot like the WWE, if that's still around. Um, yeah, yeah, it is. yeah. <laughs> that's still doing this thing a little bit. Like every, like I don't know, every week, like somebody just like, oh, surprise! No, you thought this guy was dead? No, he's not. Here's a chair to the back of the head, and like, I don't know, pretty much. Anime, like special effects and all that shit. But yeah. same thing, same thing. Yeah, exactly. Well, like, exactly. That's good shit. Okay, cool. Yeah, I was just curious because you brought up DBZ and I've been meaning to ask anybody and no one can tell me, so. Well, yeah, I mean, the two people you spend your time with the most, well, I haven't watched Super and our other dude doesn't watch anime at all, so. Yeah, go figure. What the fuck? <laughs> I need new friends. Yeah. Okay, what, so what are, what are the animes? What are uh, the animes that you guys follow? Oh man. Um, so I follow a lot of the seasonal stuff and, uh, if you're really interested, I can hit you up with my anime list, but, uh, <laughs> um, so just this season, I've actually been on a kind of like a, a depression as far as anime goes. Um, I've just been following Darling in the Fronx, which is pretty good, uh, which by the way, I don't know if they're doing simulcast for that, but if they haven't done the English dub yet, you should jump on that. Cause the show is fantastic. Um, um, I play, uh, I'm, I'm a voice of one of the elders. Oh, are you? I don't know. Really? I'm, I'm, I'm in some council of, I'm like a dude that sits in an egg shaped oh, chair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're yeah. like, uh, they call him like dad or papa or whatever. Um, but like he has a council around him. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. That's and cool. I think I'm like board number, board member number five, I think. <laughs> okay. I'll keep an eye out for um, number five. Um, and we'll <laughs> see where that goes uh but i've um, i've been keeping an eye on that and oh what else i just i'm waiting for my hero to come out with this next season which April. is gonna be phenomenal it's like yeah. my favorite yeah, of all we time. Start that in about a, about a um and then there's a persona 5 anime coming oh really yeah that's pretty close i did not know that have you been keeping up with black clover at all hell yes no actually but DJ can talk about it for hours and hours and we both Love know it. that you have a very nice role in it um that you've been doing great at i've seen i've seen bits and pieces of it i shouldn't yeah. say i don't follow it because i've been waiting for a time to jump in that i feel is right and i haven't gotten there yet but that's just me being inept so oh no i'm all for it like since it the first episode every week i'm i'm all for it. i think well, you you voice klaus right yeah man yeah, yeah. uh it is the best 
there's like i'm it's i don't know uh this is stupid what this is this is stupid Go but i am it. a badass wizard <laughs> like <laughs> i like it is it is the most it is the most fun and i know that everybody in the show is practically a wizard except for asta um and he guess he's he's got he's anti-magic in his own way but uh yeah um that I am having a boatload of fun, and I hope that, uh, according to the internet, Klaus Lunetz is still alive. Um, so I'm hoping <laughs> that uh, I don't want him to die. Oh no, he's, um, he's still there. But yeah, still kicking, dude. Okay. There's a, I think it's a, at the end of episode 15 or 16. There's like the little clover clips where they, they sometimes do like little chibi whatever. Um, no, yeah. Anyway, okay. it's either 15 or 16, but like the clover clips after that episode where I'm giving uh, you know a pair of glasses is hysterical but go on you were saying uh so the reason i haven't picked up black clover beyond the fact that i've just been stubborn about it is um for me like i was so i was a huge fan of like naruto and all that stuff when it came out forever ago when i was super super tiny and young and whatever um and at the time it was you know it was naruto whatever it built up it was fun i loved it uh and i kind of felt it fell out of my grace at some point um with Black Clover, I was really interested in it at the start when they announced that it was going to be the same studio behind Naruto making it. Bleach um, too. What? I think someone from Bleach is involved in it too, right? Is it? I think so. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, that's just another side of the same coin. Yeah. Where it, to me, it it almost seems that no offense to you because you voice act in it, but to me, it seems like it's it's like a, a room of execs sat down and they were like, you know what? What's everything that makes a good shown in anime? Oh, okay. A kid that seems uh, against all odds, like a loser, um, or that seems like a loser, but against all odds has some power that makes him more powerful than everyone. He screams a lot. He has <laughs> spiky hair. Um, and it just, to me, it didn't seem like they expanded much of the backstory behind it. It just seemed like they just slapped all that in there to make it more likable initially. And DJ will argue with me this hard on this for days. Hard because you like uh, you had that point like three episodes in. I was like, calm the fuck down. Like, give it some time and I don't know. It just it, it seems like textbook pandering. Man, I guess would be the right word for man, me. And I watching. I'm gonna give it a chance at some point, but that's just I think my I think thought. Black Clover can I think Black Clover can heal that Naruto shaped void in your heart. Can it? <laughs> <laughs> It's <laughs> anime lord speaking to you. Oh yeah, that's right. Anime Jesus here. <laughs> anime Jesus. Amen. We're gonna clip that. We're, we're, we are. We're gonna keeping clip that. that. <laughs> um, uh, okay. So, following that, speaking of my just general interest in anime, you asked us, "What uh, are there any shows that you follow that you don't act in necessarily that you just really enjoy, or do you have like a favorite that you haven't been in?" Um, if I if I was to watch all the anime that I'm in, I would die because uh, I need sunshine. Yeah, exactly. Um, sunshine is important for my health and well being. Um, I would the the ones that I the ones that I keep up with and follow to in order to talk to fans uh, about it. And I mean, I also enjoy it because uh, I think in Tokyo Ghoul, I I felt uh, like it was I don't know I felt like I needed to watch it so I could talk to people about it. Um, and uh, that's also a great show. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm keeping up with Black Clover. I'm trying to think of, uh, let's see. Um, yeah, and I guess, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I keep up a little, I keep up a little bit with My Hero Academia and I am behind. I'm like six episodes behind from, Ooh, uh, completing well, this last season. Now's the time to catch up. <laughs> yeah. Um, but usually, I mean, cause I'm just waiting for Kamui Woods to get his day in the sun and then I just, <laughs> I, 
feels like he can walk away son um, you know that's right that's right um but i think he's gonna get um i think he's got a, a pretty solid hero arc in this next uh season nice nice so, i am actually excited to hear that because i mean i well i can't even talk bad about my hero it is to me like the epitome of what anime should be it is Whoa. the magnum opus Whoa. i think um it's i don't know it was it was just it hit every mark for me it was phenomenal and the worst part is i didn't even like it at first i watched the first one or two episodes and i was like this is gonna suck <laughs> and then next thing you know like a week and a half later i'm like where the fuck is season three <laughs> uh, and it's just it's been a train ride to it say was, the least yeah. a roller coaster it was um it was bad we like daily though for for a while you would just Coming to GameStop when I was still working, like, hey, have you fucking watched my hero? No, I haven't seen it. Oh yeah, you every... wouldn't watch it at first, yeah, and I then eventually, watch it. yeah. Wait. I don't know. It, it was cool. It was cool. Don't you? It was alright. Don't you? I say don't know, anything. man. Like, I like what they did at the beginning. How you saw like a broad spectrum of different like heroes and yeah. all that. Then they kind of just like started focusing on you know the, the same six people. I was like, I just want to see everybody else. Like, you know, yeah, Mr. Kamui, you know? No, that's true. And yeah, I agree with that. I think it's nice that they're branching out to other stories. They just released a promo somewhere, either on the official Facebook page or maybe it was on Crunchyroll, but I, I kind of doubt that. Um, of the next season and i sure as hell couldn't understand a word they were saying but i it looks good it looks great fun um and so i'm excited for that uh especially if they're gonna start branching out with some other characters there um and it's funny that we sit here talking about that because we had a really long drawn-out conversation about my hero with cliff too because he directed at least some episodes mm -hmm. i don't know if he did a lot of it but uh, so you told us a little bit how you got into the anime industry, but how did you get into acting just IRL as the kids say, because oh, um, wow. clearly you got into anime because of your experience in <laughs> acting, but what about how you got into acting? Um, I, uh, I, I'm a, I'm a Southern Baptist preachers kid. Um, and I was in a lot of, uh, I was in a lot of church plays and musicals and whatever. And I remember, I remember, um, that I was, I was in the show. I was in like, I was like a, it was like a VBS summer camp musical, whatever. Uh, and I think the camp was like two weeks long and whatever. Uh, point being, there was a point in time when uh, there was, a, I was, I, I moved a music stand over to this other character, this, this actress, um, child actress, I moved this music stand over and the bolt, uh, the, the bolt on the, the music stand was loose. And so it just came like it came off of the, the stand and so I, yeah, uh, I came off of the stand and I was standing there with the, <laughs> standing there with the, the sheet music and the, the top of the music stand in my hands. And then I looked over at the music stand, looked back to what I was holding, looked back and like, and I know people were laughing and like that, and I kept on doing takes, <laughs> but, but I didn't milk it too hard. And then I went over there and then like put it back, put the top back on the stand, tightened the bolt and then walked over and set it in front of her. And that kind of did like, I kind of like settled like, I, my character was very happy with himself. He was able, able to solve the problem, which gen generated another layer of laughter. And I was like, oh man, this is the jam. <laughs> like, this is it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And like the fact that I, I was like, I think I was eight years old and I just realized like, wow, I did that. I wasn't scared. I didn't freeze up. And like, I made people laugh and I knew how to like when I was eight. And so, yeah. I remember going home and I, I told my mom, I was like, mom, I think I know what I want to be when I grow up. And she's like, oh, what's that, Aaron? She's like, well, I'd, I'd like to be an actor. And she's like, oh, that's great, hon. You probably want to think of something else. 
Um, which is a solid, that's solid parenting, Damn. you know, because uh, being an actor is a, a hard yeah. life. You know. um, and also, it's, I mean, your chances of making it are, are pretty slim. Um, but anyway, uh, but yeah, man, that's, uh, and so I, I thought about a lot. Of, I, I did a couple more musicals and, uh, and like other church plays and whatever. And I didn't do, I thought about doing a bunch of other different careers. Um, uh, about being like a, being a pilot, being a criminal pathologist, um, being a preacher. I thought about doing a lot of things. Um, and then in, in high school, I, I saw a play and I saw like my peers, my classmates up there. And I thought, oh man, these people are terrible. <laughs> like I could do so much better. Um, and so I auditioned to be in this, uh, whatever, this play festival and I got cast and then I, uh, was really great. And then I got, I auditioned for another thing and I got cast and got cast. And like, I think up until I thought I, I at one point in time wanted to be a, um, a game designer. Nice. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, I, I, my dream was to go and work for Blizzard. That's what I wanted to do. Um, so I was basically, I was in this, uh, international baccalaureate program and I was getting a, um, I was going to get an international baccalaureate degree in computer programming. And my Same. goal was to go to Georgia tech, <laughs> uh, go to Georgia tech, um, and having earned like through IB and AP credits, uh, I would have shaved a year off of my schooling. Um, and then I would graduate with a computer engineering degree from Georgia tech. And then I would make my, my next plan plot point was to go to, uh, Blizzard show up on their doorstep and be like, hire me. <laughs> um, anyway, so, uh, but I got to like, I got to, I guess my, the end of my junior year and the beginning of my senior year. And I, and I, I finished programming my first game. Um, and I was like, oh my God, this is so hard. <laughs> yeah, <so laughs> like, This is so hard. And I'm staring at the screen forever. And I'm just like looking at loops of code <laughs> and like, I'm, I'm in a chair. Like, do you want to spend the rest of your life in a chair, Aaron? Um, and I was like, no, no, you don't. So why don't you take a risk with your life and try to pursue theater and acting? So I auditioned for a bunch of schools and got into a couple of different places and then got a, uh, I got a full ride scholarship to nice. SMU, Southern Methodist University in uh, Dallas, Texas. Um, and yeah, and I was, I was so ready to move out of my home. <laughs> I mean, I love my family, but I was just like, I have to leave. Um, so yeah, I was super excited to to go halfway across the country and like be yeah independent for the first time. That's cool. Um, anyway, but yeah, uh, and then I don't know, and like that kind of I I, I did a couple shows after uh, college, uh, and I was waiting tables at the time and like drowning in student loan debt and like oh, yeah. it was just kind of like spiritually suffering. And, uh, so I moved home for, uh, I moved home for a while, uh, to Jacksonville and like worked construction there, um, in Florida. And I didn't do any theater for, I think, um, man, I didn't do any acting other than like doing impressions at the end of the bar, um, for like four years. Um, <laughs> uh, and then I got to a point where it was like, I, I am now ready to regroup and make another attack. And I, and I, I visited a couple of different cities, um, New York and Seattle, Chicago, um, LA, and like no place, first of all, Chicago and New York are cold. They are those cold. are some cold, cold cities. <laughs> um, and but no, no, none of those places felt like home to me the way that Dallas felt like home. Um, and so yeah, I yeah, I moved here. I guess like in two thousand eight, and was working a full time job, and then doing theater at night and on the weekends, like back to back to back shows for forever. Um, yeah, 
And I was like, I was doing that and like, you know, living a sleepless life for four years before I'm still living a sleepless life um, for four years <laughs> uh, before I got my first shot to go in and audition for Funimation. Nice. That's a long ass journey. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, life is crazy. Yeah, it sounds like you're Dude, just I went to college with. Wait, go ahead. I went to college with uh, Todd Haverkorn. Hey. Um, and I remember, uh, and I guess I somehow forgot because he's he, while we were in college, started uh, recording with Funimation forever ago. And uh, and I remember, and I guess I, I just forgot that like that even happened here. Um, <laughs> but I remember like being super jealous because um, because I rediscovered it whenever Chuck told me. But um, I remember like hearing about Todd being able to work up there, and I was like, I want to go and do that. It's crazy. <laughs> um, but yeah, the fact that like I mean, Todd is like definitely on another tier um, above me, but uh, and he's definitely been doing this this longer. Um, but I remember we both were at that convention in Times Square in New York City, and I was leaving the hotel. I was leaving the hotel, and I just walked like walked up to him, and uh, I walked up to him. I was like, "Hey, man!" And we gave each other a hug, and, uh, and he was like, "It's like it's good to see you." And I just looked at him. I was like, "Dude, life is weird. <laughs> <laughs> life is like this is so so weird that like we we our paths diverged." so much and like we like we've come back to this intersection of fate it's uh it's bonkers that's crazy man. That's, yeah. that's cool as hell that i'm kind of cool. i'm kind of curious like you you mentioned acting a lot but do you do like like stand up i mean you're a funny ass dude even like that that uh that con horror panel you had that we went to last year that was funny as hell so do you do like stand up or is it just strictly like like play acting? man i uh i have been meaning but i've been way too busy i've been meaning to turn like I, I've I've written a bunch of stand up, but I have not. I don't know. I guess had the time or opportunity or like, I don't know. Basically, I guess I I will say that I want to, and that doing doing that con horror uh, story panel is was the basically I guess the the impetus or like the the inspiration for me to like to think, wow, I could like I could actually I could actually do this. Like this could be a thing. Um, and I don't know that before now, before this ripe old age of 38, I don't know that I had enough uh, to say about the world. Um, and I think I do now, which is why I'd like to talk about gun control. Absolutely. You guys got an hour? Hey, yeah. Why not? Yeah, no, I got all the time you need. <laughs> I'm kidding. But, um, no, we're not serious? Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I don't know. I mean, if you really want to get into it, we should absolutely demilitarize. We should demilitarize our citizenry, and we should also demilitarize our police. Like all of these tanks and all of these, like these old, like these old ATF vehicles and things that local police departments are purchasing um, in the aftermarket. That needs to come to a grinding halt. Like we need to take the metal from those things, from those uh, vehicles, and melt it down and make playgrounds. Like find something else to do with that stuff. Yo, Rather like, than like give Billy Bob, give Billy Bob, you know, a tank to whatever patrol the neighborhood. Hell yeah! I don't you know. Just show up to a domestic with a tank. No one's gonna be beating anybody then. Yeah, no one's fucking with you with a tank. So. That's right. Yeah, just run right over the house. Um, I don't. Uh, yeah, man. I, I mean, I, I, I believe. I don't know. I believe in the Second Amendment, and I think that's. I think it's an important. I don't know. Here's the deal. If you need an AR-15 to go hunting, you don't know what you're doing. Um, and also, you don't know what you're doing. Uh, the only thing you could possibly need an AR-15 uh, to kill are these crazy wild boars that we have in South Texas that, you know, damage property and kill things. They're, they're a menace. 
Um, and they're like, you can like, you can charter a helicopter. You can charter a helicopter and shoot wild boars with AR-15s uh, down here. It's insane. Well, it's Texas I in think, a nutshell. Dude. Like, legitimately, that is the only legitimate and like spiritually satisfying use for an AR-15. Um, spiritually satisfying. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, I agree totally. with that. That's very real. Um, um, but yeah, man, they, uh, we can't. I don't know. There's you. I, I'm kind of a tinfoil hat wearing kind of guy. Oh, yeah. um, but you can't like if you are not already out of the city by the time they declare martial law and like <laughs> block all of the interstates and highways, you are not getting out of the city with that AR-15. <laughs> it is not happening. It's a it's, complete waste of money. It's like seven hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's I don't know. There's a whole world of that. But um, perhaps that would be an interesting talk for. Yeah, another podcast. Uh, yeah, another. I mean, we do. The, this podcast is all over the place. We do anything from like anime to gaming to movies to. I remember one night we sat down and had a bunch of drinks and we started off talking about vines and YouTube. And then we ended up talking about like race relations in America. So there's there's a lot of just everything going on. Don't forget the, the old people in the retirement. Oh, that's, yeah. We talked important. about old people in retirement homes fucking and how that's an issue. Um, that's you know, uh, is it an issue? It is a is huge it? issue. Okay. It is. A, let me, let me tell you a little bit. And people that have listened to our last episode probably know a little bit about it. So when you're old and when your family decides, you know what, I'm done taking care of old grandma. I don't know, Debbie, we're going to slap her into a nursing home. So that way we don't have to watch her and she can die in her own, you know, little community. You've got really nothing going on for you. I mean, when you're just sitting there watching TV playing checkers, eating food and taking pills all the time, you live a boring life. So naturally, if you've got your mind about you at least a little bit, the only thing you want to do is fuck. And so when it comes down to it, it's just it's a huge issue. And uh, STDs are also a very big thing in nursing homes. Um, yeah, he's trying hard. He's trying hard right now. No, I'm not it. trying hard. My mom's a nurse. Believe me, she's worked in the nursing field for over 30 years. I hear about it all the time. Much to my dismay, I hate it. I don't want to hear got about the, fucking... Inside scoop. You've got you've got yeah. inside information. This is a serious I don't, problem. I don't want to hear about Grandpa Jenkins fucking whoever, uh, and he's got warts on his dick or something. I don't want to hear about that, but I have to. And now you're gonna hear about it. I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> well, if I have to, you have to. No, DJ. hell no. Um. So, but uh, yeah. Uh, jokes aside, it is a it's a big issue. It's really um, not. It's really not. Don't. By the way, bad. I found out afterwards. I confirmed <laughs> that there's. There is nothing stopping old people from getting Viagra. I don't know why you guys thought How? that was weird. How? There's because they're human beings. If they want to get Viagra, they can get Viagra. That's, I guess. Anyway, yeah, it's, uh, uh, let's move. It's, it's unnatural. It's a it's a crime. <laughs> like, if you believe in him, God. Like it's uh, I don't know. I just can't. I can't believe that we can't provide women with birth control. Um, but like, you know, if some guys, you know, some guys, Dick finally gives up the ghost, like we've got to, we've got to put a crutch underneath that <laughs> and band, bandaid that up. Immediately. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's wild, man. That's, it's wild. Okay. Um, let's, let's hop back on. Uh, and while I would love to talk about this, I think it better serves its purpose in a different episode. Maybe if we decide sure. to do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, let's, okay. Where were we? Um, taking it back. Okay. Taking it way back. Uh, so talking about how you said you were eight years old and you just kind of realized that sounds your story. I mean, minus the natural talent that you have seems kind of similar for DJ and I, because just recently we've been on a tour realizing, hey, we're actually not that uninteresting. Yeah, we're not and that also bad. we have backgrounds in computer science. <laughs> so maybe we should 
audition and go to some film school or something. What, go to what, acting is school. Is that what you're telling me right now? Maybe Just we should drop everything. Yeah, and then Dude, I don't have move the down to Dallas to do or something. I'm not gonna lie. I'm I'm tired of Texas. Are I'm, you? I'm, yeah, DJ really. used to live in Texas I was for in a Texas while. Oh, like really? Where, where did you live? I was in San Antonio for uh, middle school, and a little few years after that, and then I moved down to Colleen, like an hour from Austin. Uh, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yikes! There's <laughs> nothing fucking there. Uh, I was down yeah, there for high school and a little bit of my college, and uh, so I mean, I love Texas. I love it. It's just I don't do well with the heat. I got like ten pounds of hair on my head, so um, you know. Yeah, that's an, that could be an not. issue. Um, yeah, yeah we're just really now. Really like, today was the first. Uh, I think today was like the first real day. It's starting to it's starting to warm up a little bit. It was uh, 68. I think we're gonna get a highest of 72. Um, but yeah, it has been cold as hell and rainy as hell here. It's been really really odd. Uh, this is kind of boring weather talk. Feel free to cut all of this directly out of your pocket. <laughs> oh no, it's all staying. I love every. <laughs> These people stick around for everything they hear here. They know what they're getting. Surprisingly, do they do? Yeah, it's, weird it's actually like our, our most popular thing. So I don't know why. Um, Let's talk about clouds. You guys like cloud shapes? Yeah, uh, I love clouds, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, cumulus or whatever. Those yeah, are my yeah, rain. They look like shit. Yeah, precipitation. I fuck with that. You fuck with the precipitation? I do. Yeah. Me too. Absolutely. Um, and also, <laughs> if we seem a little preoccupied, it's because this audio splitter we've got is. Uh, it's being a real dickhead right now. I don't know what's going on. It's it's making me very quiet very suddenly. So uh, I, I think we've got it for now. Anyway, uh, okay, how do we recover from that? I um, There's no way to segue back into voice acting. We just got to talk about clouds and I guns. Oh, I got a, yeah. I got a thing. Uh, Here we go. Uh, the, yeah. uh, the Indians, uh, the Native Americans, would not okay. sell uh, okay. in North Texas um, because everyone had uh, terrible... Uh, reactions to all the allergens that are up here um so uh yeah they the indians actually called this place the place of bad air um and it's kind of like north texas <laughs> only only in air quality north texas is kind of a toilet bowl um because you've got like winds coming in from the gulf and then like you know east coast west coast and then arctic blasts yeah. so everything just kind of swirls around and like just stays here so trying to like maintain your health as a voice actor in uh north texas is a challenge um i take every day i take a zyrtec every day like i take i take zyrtec (laughs) so much that i can taste the difference between a stale zyrtec and a fresh (laughs) zyrtec there's there's a lemony there's a lemony zest (laughs) that uh really (laughs) really pops in your mouth Bottom of their tech. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay. Um damn that segue. Okay. Cool. Yeah, that was perfect. Okay, so now that we're back on track, I we got <laughs> another question or two for you, and then we can call it. Uh so first of all, I, I guess I'm a little curious about your aspirations. So provided you could like I know you talked about there being like tears, I guess, almost of voice actors. And I can I can kind of see that too, because I don't think people like you or like Cliff or um you know, all the other talented voice actors that are maybe not necessarily newer. Well, yeah, I guess newer might be better. Um, they, they don't talk about you guys nearly as much as they talk about people like, you know, Vic Mignogna and um, Todd Habercorn. Yeah, Todd Habercorn or whoever. Uh, so if you could 
rise the ranks to the very top of, you know, everyone in either voice acting or acting, what would you do? And it, it kind of seems like an obvious question to some people, but. Man, you know, I, um, I would have liked to have had the opportunity to audition to play One Punch Man. That would have been nice. Um, <laughs> I think that would have been amazing, I mean, actually. Are, I would have loved that. I think we are both fit. bald. It seems like a natural choice. I can't, tell you, <laughs> I can't tell you how many times, like how many times of a Funimation, like, like, so like there's so much of the casting that happens because an anime character looks like someone in real life. <laughs> Um, the hell out of here yeah no like anytime there's like a, there's a bald guy or like i guess whenever i was at one point in time rocking a goatee like yeah, let me get aaron robertson here <laughs> he, he looks like that guy <laughs> <laughs> he's a goatee fuck it why not you can channel them um yeah man yeah. i don't i don't know yeah. I, I think i think the difference i mean as far as uh the tears I, I don't think are based on uh necessarily talent i think it's about time i think that the i think that, right i think that the top of anime mountain is very large um, and I think there's room for, yeah, I think there's room for everyone, but I, th I think that oh, yeah. uh, I know this is, I know that I am currently, God, man, this is another, another character that I can't talk about yet. Um, I should be soon. I don't know, Damn. but, uh, I will say this, that I, I, I can't, I will, I think I can say that I have a character in one piece. Um, and that character based on the number of episodes in their arc is probably going to take me, uh, probably six years, five or six years to record. Wow. Which is a weird, like knowing that like every day when you wake up, like you're like, you, knowing that your success, your success is dependent on you staying healthy and alive. <laughs> um, like, <laughs> if you can just stay healthy and alive. Like, I don't know. Cause the other, the other secret of like working at Funimation, like is being in the building. Like if you were there, and because particularly with like simulcasts, uh, like simul dubs, like us, you being in the building, like because you never know when any bit part that you record is going to turn into something bigger. Um, so just being being right. in the building is uh, even like that goes for. I mean, one of the best ways to get into voice acting at Funimation is to apply for a uh, an ADR engineering job. Um, because they run out of dudes all the time and they need people to fill in and they, yeah, they will throw you in there. <laughs> but yeah. I bet that's my plan then. That kind of ties into <laughs> what I was about to ask. Um, so like, wait, what? So that kind of ties into like what I was about to ask, like opportunities in there. So, I mean, I don't know your, your path, you kind of like just said, fuck it. You jumped into it. You know, you went all for it. Like what kind of advice do you have for people that are looking to get into acting, voice acting, that entire industry, you know? Um, the, the industry is constantly changing. Um, I would say that like for a long time, my biggest piece of advice was like, you need to be, you need to be in the market. Like you need to be living in LA, you need to be living in New York, or you need to be living in Dallas. Um, but I don't know that, I don't know. There's, there's so many people like, I mean, I know people, I know someone that is based out of Utah, uh, that works all the time, which isn't that, that far from LA. Um, but, uh, and like someone who's, who lives in Oklahoma and someone who lives in Portland, uh, that all have like super, I mean, they're hustling, like they are grinding, like they're <laughs> working crazy hard. Um, but they have, uh, pretty, really fruitful, uh, voice careers. Um, but I would still, I still think that being, being in Dallas, like being in this market is, is definitely the, I don't know, the biggest, yeah. 
the biggest thing. I mean, the, the other, you've got a couple different options. Like if you, if you go to, if you were to, to give up everything, move to Dallas, you would have to uh, either have a job that you can do um, from home or have a job that doesn't need you. Like have a job that doesn't care that you disappear for two hours <laughs> out of the day, which is what I had. Um, they, they didn't I mean they needed me, but I, that's the reason I could disappear for two hours and then come back and finish my shift is because I was so vital to that store's survival. Um, so anyway, um, yeah, uh, but so you have to have flexibility in your job. Um, and then you can, if you put together a voice demo, do that. Um, there are a couple different classes here in town. Like Chris Rager has a class. Sunny Strait has a class um, that you can go into the studio. You will work with di- the directors. And I think it, I don't I'm not sure about the cost. It may be upwards of six hundred dollars. I don't know. Wow. But it's like a six week course. Um, but by the time you leave that that class, you get a demo reel and you've got real in booth experience and you've got, uh, you know, you're working with all the directors that work at Funimation uh, and chances are, like a lot, a lot of people that go through those programs have started to get funneled um, into regular rotation um, as actors up there. Yeah. Um, so I would say, like that is probably like if if I was if I was trying to do it, I would move I would move to Dallas and do those things. Like that's yeah, that's cool. It's like a voice acting internship. I didn't know those a thing. Yeah, that's I had no cool. idea. That's yeah, and uh, of course, Cliff never told us any of that. <laughs> yeah, what the hell, Cliff? <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, thank you for the, the insightful answer. That's actually, I'm sure that'll help a lot of people because a lot of times when people give answers like that, they're just like, keep working hard. Don't ever stop something, something very abstract and useless, honestly. Um, but we appreciate you being here. Um, and I guess we'll just cut it off here. That's, that's awkward for me to say. Thanks for having me guys. (laughs) Yeah, no Um, problem. Thanks for coming on. for those of you listening, uh, one of the best decisions you can make in your life is to follow me on Instagram at Aaron Roberts. Yes, <laughs> not Aaron Roberts eyes, not Aaron Roberts Reyes, Aaron Roberts. Yes. Uh, and then I'm also uh, that same uh, handle on Twitter. Um, so, yeah, follow my antics. And on Facebook, too. I don't know if you post there as much, but I know you're on. Dude, face- I find Facebook, Facebook fan pages to be the worst. Like it yeah, is the, was... like it is. Totally a pay for play nonsense system. It's annoying. The app to deal with the, your page manager app is terrible. Um, it is. It's it's so it's so clunky. If you if you really want to know what's going on with me, my Instagram is where it's at. Like I share more information on my Instagram than I share with my own family. <laughs> well, I guess I'll have to get on Instagram. Oh then. my. Yeah. All right. Cool. All right. Cool. Well, this has been Aaron Roberts. Thanks again for coming on with us. We're going to take a little break and then we'll be right back to talk about some of the things we've talked about and probably whatever else comes up. Do you like books? What about audio? Well, we hear they're real cool when you put them together. Cascade is now brought to you by Audible. Sign up using our custom URL, audibletrial.com slash Cascade to get 30 days free as well as a free audio book. Listen on your cell phone, on your computer, or whatever else, honestly. Probably a microwave somewhere. You can cancel any time before the trial ends, but we think you'll like it. My personal recommendation is Ready Player One by Ernest Klein. It's full of nostalgia, suspense, and kick-ass classic video game references. Listen to it before you see the movie in theaters, out March 29th. Speaking of books, Look is a graphic novel by John Nielsen that follows the story of a little robot who isn't happy with his job. 
He rejects the function he was created to perform and looks for his new purpose in life. So it's pretty much a comic about a robot having a midlife crisis. You can find Look at LookComic.com on Amazon or wherever graphic novels are sold. We back and 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 we back. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, welcome back to the second part of episode four of Cascade. Aaron Roberts is no longer with us. And by that, I mean he just had to go do a table reading for a play he's in. I don't know if we mentioned that in the first part. Did we? He did. Oh, anyway. Um, so he's not here. So we're going to try some different stuff here. We're just going to continue on the second part, just kind of as a recap, kind of talk about what happened, maybe some other anime-related things, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. trying some different stuff with this episode. So we'll just kind of see where it goes. Cool. Yeah. So is there anything you wanted to talk about, about what Aaron... There was something earlier we were talking about, and you were going to mention it, and you said, wait, maybe I should leave that for the second oh, part. Oh, yeah. I really I really fuck with how he... Um, can I curse on here? Yeah, you can... Dude, we talked about dicks with warts earlier. That's true. Okay. Um, <laughs> you can't get much worse than you that. You can't get much worse than dicks with warts. No, but when he said that uh, that no matter like what he's gone through like during the day or whatever, when he gets there, he knows that he's there for that one dude that's in the crowd that like spent or saved all, all his money to buy a weekend pass and all that shit. That, I don't know, I never really saw it like that. I kind of just saw it as we're, you know, a group of dudes fucking around. And I think... To- I think there's something to that. Yeah. I think that it's because we are just a group of dudes fucking around. And <clears throat> the reason why it means so much for someone like him to do that is because when he goes to these conventions, people are like, oh, my God. Like, this dude's famous. He's like, he's Uta in Tokyo Ghoul or mm-hmm. so-and-so in Fairy Tale and My Hero and uh, Toriko and Black Clover and whatever. Everyone. Um, he's so cool. Meanwhile... When that same kid comes to the convention and they look through the fucking pamphlets and they're like, <laughs> "Other, what's a comcad? What's what's part of the other group?" That's <laughs> yeah. us. It's like those guys weren't even on the you know on the opening trailer, right? So. The fuck is up with that? We yeah, know what the fuck is the, up with that. Besides the point, it's okay. <laughs> anyway, um, and I think it's if we had the position to do it for people like that, we'd probably think about it that way, or at some point we would. But the thing is, we don't. Mm. Um, no. For us, for me, it's always just been show up and show people a good time. Yeah, because that's what people need sometimes, and that's kind of the whole point. Like when we started Comcade, um, initially it was to help people through charity stuff, and we still do charity stuff, but it's kind of evolved into just us having a good time as well, and just kind of trying to extend the good times we have to other people that might need it. True, true. Which is kind of cool, um, but. Not as cool as Anime Jesus. Anime, anime Lord himself. Anime Jesus. The bald god known as A.A. Ron. <laughs> the bald god. He's a, yeah, he's a good guy, though. He's, he, yeah, he's cool. He's cool as hell, man. Yeah, we'll have to have him on again to talk about some other stuff. In the meantime, let's talk about some anime stuff that we've been keeping up with lately. Yeah. Uh, what have you been watching lately? What oh. are you enjoying and why? Okay. Um. Well, like you said earlier... It's pretty much like the seasonal stuff on Crunchyroll. I used to be like way into, you know, finding like those really, is it niche? Niche? <laughs> Nit- Niche? Niche? Whatever. Niche. Those like, those, those, 
those anime that don't make it like to the front lines of the season, like the the hidden gems. You tell basically, me, basically, yeah, yeah. Every season, there's like a good, you know, three or four hidden gems that don't get put on like the the main site. So I used to be into that, but like recently, with me working as much as I do and like not having a whole bunch of free time, it's just kind of like whatever's in my face, I watch. So. It's pretty much the seasonal stuff on Crunchyroll. Um, I keep up with March of the Lions, um, that one anime about that. It's it's not March of the Lions, is it? I think it's it is. March it? comes in like a lion. Oh, there we go. That? March comes in like a lion. Actually, there we go. actually, a friend of mine, um, her name is Kaylee Mills. Yeah. She's in the English dub of that. Well, that's an English dub. Yeah, but every voice actor we've talked to has been in the English dub. You got to talk shit. I'm not talking about to shit. talk shit. I watched English dubs just because we talked to voice actors that are England in the English dubs. Mm, likely story. Yeah, yeah, very okay. likely. Very, but very no, likely. so there's that. There's a this that what's it called? It's something with March. It's like the Death March Parade or not? Oh, um, can't remember. Death, what it's something like that. It's definitely got yeah. parade in it and death. death. Death March. It's like that. Death Parade it's March. The dudes, I fuck, he's like I don't a. Know. He's like a game designer. He gets stuck in his own game, um, but like reincarnated where it's, it's not really a game, but it's still a game. It's pretty wild. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Like he's like a god in the game. Like he starts off. Sounds like Overlord kind of, well, but not kind of. Really. It's like uh, I'm trying to think how the how the first episode go went without giving too much away. Well, he basically um, when they were coding the game, they wanted uh, a way for new players to kind of get involved without. Uh, having to, I don't know, get turned off to the game. Like, like keeping the, the level high, but keeping the, I don't know, keeping it, <laughs> I guess, user-friendly. I don't know what the word is, yeah, whatever. Yeah, kind of keeping the barrier for entry low while there keeping the skill cap this, high. Yeah, keeping the ceiling high. So they gave, like, new players these items uh, that would just basically fuck shit up. And um, he got into the game with those items, and there was, like, this huge wave of fucking lizard people, and he just wrecked them all. And basically power level to cap and he got all these skill points so he just he's like he can do whatever he, the fuck he wants so it's pretty cool it's kind of like that whole sao log horizon dot hack thing like stuck in a game blah 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 but uh it's, it has its own spin so that's cool um there's a couple other ones um there's one called is it clover not clover not black clover uh citrus citrus yeah 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 citrus that that's the one about the the chick that like gets adopted or whatever and she goes to an all girls school mm-hmm. right yeah and there's like some lesbo <laughs> stuff going on yeah dude all for it uh, there's a few other ones that I'm I'm kind of into there's a a place farther than the universe yeah I've heard good things about that yeah, one. yeah slice of life stuff I'm all about that slice of life shit um, other than that yeah it's just whatever looks interesting Toka- tonkatsu something ramen uh, it's about a whole like a city full of assassins that's kind of cool but like in Tokyo yeah, boy. Tokyo. It's pretty cool. So it, that's pretty much it. Just whatever. You've been watching. What were you watching earlier today when I showed up? Oh, uh, that uh, Juni Ito, <laughs> uh, his collection. Um, he's a, a extremely famous like horror writer, uh, but he's only like done manga and like, like novels and shit like that. And they um, they animated some of his like popular stories. And it's real fucking creepy. People get eaten. It's 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 pretty wild. It's pretty. It kind of reminds me of um, like a paranormal agent type of type of feel like a what you ever seen paranoia paranoia agent no no it's it's weird this kid with a baseball bat beats people ass it's fucking weird i think i've 
that rings a bell. He has like skates and a crooked bat. Yeah, and it was like a metal bat. Mm-hmm. And yeah, 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 yeah. I know what that is. I used to see videos of it around all the time. Yeah, way back when. But yeah, it's 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 pretty cool. So I mean, that's that's kind of what I'm into right now. Just whatever I can easily fucking press A on. Press A on. Yeah. I uh, I've been going through some sort of like I said earlier, anime depression. Um, and by that I mean I've been watching more like real life shit lately. Mm-hmm. And so real uh, life shit. Yeah, real life shit. Like I Netflix? know, I know. It's yeah, like Netflix. The fuck. Um, <clears throat> for like, I just started watching uh, Supernatural again, which is interesting. What? Hold but, on. Okay. What's the big fucking deal about Supernatural? All right. All right. I don't so this get is it. this is a it's a big thing. It's like twenty seasons. Uh, well, actually, they're on twelve or thirteen right now. I think they just finished twelve. Really? Yeah, and they're going on to thirteen. So, wow. so basically, what it is is. Well, how much do you know about it? Absolutely nothing. Okay, so basically what it is, is I'm going to give you the synopsis for like first part of the first season for you and for someone that might not have watched it. Mm-hmm. Um, you got these brothers, right? Right. And they travel around. Okay. Um, and they were raised by their dad to hunt demons and vampires and paranormal beings that are out to hurt people. And they kill the bad things that try to hurt people. Basically, okay. they're just protectors. Um, and they're called hunters. And there's Hunter. a whole network of hunters around the, the world that hunt these things and keep people safe. Um, but being a hunter is a very dangerous business because um, normally what they say is you don't get out of hunting because everyone who hunts, they all end the same way. And that's um, like, a lot of them die in a hunt or some of them kill themselves because it's like depressing and there's never an end to it. Um, and Sam and Dean, two brothers, um, their dad goes missing who raised them to be hunters after their mom died. Uh, Because their mom died to a demon um, that had sinister ideas for the first few seasons. If you watch it, you'll figure it out. You probably won't, but... Nope. um, So, basically, the first season is about them trying to find their dad and just doing cases, and there are a bunch of different supernatural things. It starts off as, like, it tries to be a horror thing Mm -hmm. where there are different types of demons and uh, mythical beings like djinns and whatever else, and they try to find a way, like, okay, well, what is it weak to? How do we kill it? Um, And all the while, there's, like, a bunch of character exposition and them trying to find their father and shit like that. Um, And as it evolves, new characters get introduced and shit like that. And technically, the show was supposed to end after season five. That's where (laughs) Eric Kripke, the guy that wrote the show, he wrote it to end there. And the CW decided it was a cash grab, so they kept it going. And that's why seasons, like, six through, like, six and seven were pretty bad, I think, if I remember correctly. Eight was, it had its moments. Nine and ten also had their moments, but then when it was low, it was really low. And then eleven, which is the one I just finished, actually had, like, one of the best episodes of any TV show I've ever seen, like, live action. Hmm. um, Which was pretty cool, because they, it it felt like for the, the seasons after five up to, like, ten or eleven what they were doing is they were just trying to keep it going just because people were watching it. But now it feels like I th- they might have gotten like an old writer back on or something because now it feels like they're bringing up older shit that they never thought they'd reference, like they forgot. Yeah. Um, and it feels like it's back on track, like the story's actually there and they give a shit now. Um, and so there's there's just a lot to it. And they tackle a bunch of different shit like... It's got, like, death himself in it and a lot of biblical shit. Like, the Mark of Cain becomes a thing at one point. Um, I have no idea what that is. The Mark of Cain is, like, 
so Cain and Abel, the two brothers from the Bible, they're uh, okay. I'm gonna Trinity blood. What? It's an anime. Okay. Cain well, and Abel. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Um, but there's some story, and Cain ends up with a mark on him where if someone goes to hurt him, it is redirected onto the person doing the harm seven times. Ooh, hot. Okay. So, like, if, if they were to stab Cain, it wouldn't stab him. It would protect him, and then it would stab the other person, like, seven times. So they smacked his ass. Then it would smack their ass seven times. Ooh. <laughs> or something. Okay. It's been a while. That. But anyway... Um, there's shit like that. They deal with like God and a lot of it is like there are angels and demons and shit. And a lot of it like struggles with, um, like God and his place in the universe too, because there's a lot of shit that goes down. It's pizza man here. Maybe. Call that shit. Hi, pizza man's here. So, uh, DJ ordered a pizza. We're going to pause until he comes back with the pizza. We'll see you guys in a sec. Can you like smell food or like eat food? We're back, by the way. We what figured up? maybe we were eating some uh, garlic bread twists from Domino's, and we figured maybe we should start recording, because whenever we don't record, we miss some funny shit. True. What was I saying? I don't know. Me neither. But yeah, you mentioned how, like, or I mentioned how I don't fuck with how they twist these breadsticks. And uh, I... It makes them, I, I don't know, I kind of like it. It makes them more compact, I think. I say as I rip them apart and make them into a regular exactly. breadstick. Exactly. What the, what's the fucking point? Well, there's a certain level of, like, satisfaction that comes from it. No. And it's, it's easier to get the whole thing drenched, drenched in, like, Parmesan and garlic if you do it this way. I want the long breadstick. He just wants to stick the phallic breadstick in his mouth. There's nothing wrong with that. There's not. I'm just saying that's what you want. Breadsticks make you discover more about yourself than you think. And how you eat the breadsticks. I just so happen to enjoy sticking most of it in my mouth at once. Do you like scrunch it up or do you like chew on it as it comes in? or Just chew on it, lick it, whatever I'm in the mood for. What were we talking about? Supernatural. Okay. Um, so it, uh, it deals with, uh, as I was saying... Um, like, God's place in the universe. And in the show, God is, like, MIA. Like, no one's heard from God in thousands of years. <laughs> and so people are always like, well, if there is a God, provided there might be, because at that point they're not, they're like, fuck, I don't know, is God even real? And the angels swear by it, but they're always like, well, why would you let all this bad shit happen? Why would you let the world go to shit if it's supposed to be your creation? You know. You bought them. I did kind of buy these. You did. Um... And it deals with some other stuff, too, like, um, it, it really focuses on the whole, like, strength of family thing, but it also focuses on how family goes beyond blood. Mm-hmm. Um, what are you pointing at? Give me the, the rest of the marinara. Oh, yeah. I'm just going to finish this. I guess. I mean, how many people actually stuck around after the shitty seasons, though? There are a lot of people that left. Um, I was one of them, actually, until recently. Um, so I left around season... Fuck, I think it was middle of season eight or season nine. And then at one point I was like... There was a... I think it was 
No, okay, so what happened is I had the DVR set to record new episodes when they came out. And we just had seasons upon seasons sitting on the DVR. Oh, man, hiccups. And uh, at one point I was like, fuck it, dude, I got nothing else to watch. I'm going to sit down and power through it. And I did. And then I got to the end of season 11, and it it took me a few months to get through just like two seasons, right? Because mm. usually I can binge shows like no other. Like I binged all of... Um, what did I just finish watching? Uh, the Office. All nine seasons in, like, under two months. It was something. And that's, like, 25 episodes a season or something. Um, so that was, that was gross how fast I did that. Um, <laughs> and so uh, it took me, like, two months to get through... Or not two months. It took me more than two months to get through, like, two seasons. And it kind of fucking sucked. But I'd heard, like, some things about what happened later... And I was intrigued, so I kept going. And when you hit season, like, 10 and 11, it's when you're like, well, this is actually starting to get pretty decent again. Um, and I got all the way to the end of season 11. And season 11, I binged in just a few days, because that was when it started, and I knew it started to get good, because I was like, fuck, I want to watch the next episode. Um, but then I found out that the DVR, I think someone had set it to not record, and so we didn't have anything beyond that season. And the last three episodes of season 11 were corrupted on the DVR. Damn. Like the first, the, the third to last episode went on for like 10, 15 minutes and then nothing. And I'm not, I couldn't be damned to like buy it no. or like go rent it somewhere. Hell no. So I just went on without it. And that was, <laughs> that was like, it, I was pissed, but that was like in the middle of 2017 somewhere, like the beginning of it. Uh, now fast forward to 2018 in the beginning, hey. well ish in March, um, I found out that seasons 11 and 12 are up on Netflix and I didn't have anything else to watch because, uh, the anime that I did watch, um, since I only keep up with one right now, my hero. No. Well, I mean, I do keep up with it, but that's not all. I'm talking darling in the Frogs. Oh, um, that only comes out every Saturday and we'll get back to anime. I swear. It's just a little bit of personal side story. Tangents. Um, and I just finished watching The Office, and so I was like, all right, fuck it, well, I want to watch another live-action thing while I'm on it, because for the longest time, I didn't watch live-action shit, I just watched anime for, like, years and years and years. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Um, which is why shit. I still haven't watched shit like 13 Reasons Why, or Shameless, or Stranger Things, um, or whatever else. I'm, I'm lucky I got to the things I did, like Breaking Bad, and whatever else, and, like, the first quarter of Game of Thrones. <laughs> you need to finish that shit. Yeah, I do. Um, fuck you doing. So I got back into Supernatural and finished season 11 and it was phenomenal, by the way. And season 12 so far is phenomenal as well. And I'm enjoying it a lot. And I didn't think I would enjoy it as much as I am. But um, I stumbled back into it just because I saw it was there and I decided to give it another shot. But there are a lot of people that after that are like, no, the show just fucking sucked. And they won't give it another chance. And that I get that. Because there's a certain bond that's broken when you care about a show so much. Like, people do Supernatural. Like, it was one of the biggest shows on television for a while, I think. Mm -hmm. um, and then it just fucking becomes a cash grab. But if you watch Supernatural and you fell off because it started to suck, I'd recommend powering through it until season 11. And you'll get to see one of the best uh, episodes of a TV show ever, I thought. It was pretty good. That's bold. It that's is. Bold. It's pretty bold. But it was it was phenomenal. Like... It was usually I can't get engrossed in an episode to the point where I think it's that good unless I'm like really invested. And I had just come back to the series at that point in season 11 when we were watching it. I say we, but it was me, just me alone. 
<laughs> in my room. Um, but that shit, like, out of nowhere, I was, like, immediately invested. Gave me goosebumps. It was so good. It was fucking amazing. You say that until you finish Game of Thrones. I don't know, dude. Game of Thrones is, like, I don't know. I enjoy it. But at least in the earlier seasons for me, the buildup for the things that actually happen is too much. And usually I like, like, thoughtful exposition and story and whatever. But when it comes to Game of Thrones, it's almost like, fuck, dude, I'm not about to sit through four fucking episodes of this boring shit just so I can watch someone get cut down or fucking breathe fire on by a dragon. Man, it's more than that. There's so much that goes on. Dog. They got like three stories going on at one time. Oh, I know, but it's like crazy. And I fucking, I hate the kids. Like, well, yeah. Bran and Rickon or whoever. Yeah, fuck all the kids. I mean, yeah, I that's kids that story's like. just been dumb to me. Um, well, I mean... I'm probably going to get hate for that. Oh, yeah, for any of this. Torched, but... Uh, and, and don't get me wrong. Game of Thrones is phenomenal. Like, just because I didn't like some of what I watched of it doesn't mean that I wouldn't like past that. I'm just being stubborn, and it also doesn't mean that it's bad. It just means that I probably have bad taste. Like Black Clover. Well. Just saying. I don't know if I'll budge on that one. Man. Even if Anime Jesus tells me that it can fill the Naruto-sized uh, hole in my heart. You know what? Maybe. I don't know. Like, I like it. I'm watching it. But Naruto, that shit, like, when Shippuden ended, bruh. Like, I cried on the last episode did of Shippuden. You? I did. No shame. But uh, I don't want to, you know, give anything away, but, with, like, with Naruto and... And Hiruka were like doing their. They had. Did you see the last? Oh episode? yeah, when they went to the ramen shop. Yeah, like they had like a father son moment. That oh, yeah. shit. It. <laughs> God damn. Dude. I yeah. feel that though. Like choked up. It's 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 not for an anime. I don't usually cry at like <laughs> TV shows or books or whatever. I don't. Well, I don't usually cry a lot in general. Maybe that's. Maybe that's on me. Yeah. <laughs> maybe yeah. that's like a. a you need to address that. Maybe yeah, maybe that's something about the uh, false cover the covering up of fragility in masculinity um but i don't usually cry at like mediums like tv or movies or books or whatever when i watch the office (laughs) and this is taking it off of anime like i said it's not anime but it just reminded me of that in season seven i'm not even gonna say like there's a there's a thing in season seven and those of you that have watched the office will know and at the end of the series the last two episodes like they do two hour long episodes to end the series um, and a character leaves in season seven and that's what happens. And that fucked me like both of those things. The first one had me fucked up. I was like, I was crying at that shit and I was like, what the fuck? But then at the end of the series, I was bawling like a baby. What they the do this heck? like monologue at the end and they play this music and oh my God, <laughs> you'd have to watch the show to understand. Cause like crying at something like the office, it sounds ridiculous. It I does. know it does. It, it really sounds does. incredible, but it is actually incredible in a completely different sense. I guess. I yeah, mean, you I, can. Caleb will tell you the same shit. He cried at it too. Caleb cried at the office. Yeah, Caleb doesn't cry. He did, not in front of me, but he admitted to me. <laughs> <he did. laughs> I guess. I don't know. I never, never like you said. I've never really been into that whole, I don't know, live action shit. Besides like Game of Thrones and you know like Walking Dead, the the, yeah. the popular shit. Well, I say popular, but I've never seen the fucking office. I don't know. It's never, and it's it's new to me too. Like so, sometimes I have to be in the right mood for it. And that doesn't happen for me for, like, months at a time. <laughs> because, like I said, for probably, like, five or six years straight, the only things I would watch when I would, you know, just hang out and be like, I, I don't want to play video games or whatever. No one wants to go do anything. Time to watch something. It would be anime. It like, all the time. Is. I'd just find something to watch anime-wise. 
But then every now and again, I'll watch one show and it'll grab me, and then I'll be like, "I I fuck with this. What did I miss?" And then I'll just start. I'll go on like a phase where I start to like recoup my losses and what I did because like that started with Mr. Robot. And I watched through Mr. Robot like crazy. Mr. Robot. Mr. Robot. Yeah, you know what that is? I have no idea. All right. We're going to give you another little synopsis here. <laughs> so Mr. Robot is about this guy. Wait, is this and, live action? Yeah. Oh, okay. And so it's about this guy, and he's a computer hacker, and he just does it for fun or whatever. Until at one point, um, well, let me take us a few steps back. He's socially inept is the best way I know to put it, because he doesn't know how to interact with people very well. He's very awkward. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's a very, very good computer hacker, and he works security for a big company. Um, and this company does security for big enterprise companies. And there's this one big company called E-Corp that he calls Evil Corp that basically runs the world from the sidelines. Like, they're super rich, and they own most of the wealth in the world, and they're kind of like a Google or like an Amazon where they are they have a lot of money, or they're like a big bank. Disney. A bank would be the best thing because they're just running everything from the sidelines. Okay. And they are responsible for a lot of, like, the student debt and shit like that, and he believes that the world is a shithole and that if they could take down E-Corp, then the world would be a better place. And so it's all about he gets recruited by this team, um, and I don't remember what the team is called, but he goes by Mr. Robot, and he starts to, like, see people and have hallucinations. And it's kind of weird because he's, like, a drug addict, too. (laughs) It's kind of like a Sherlock Holmes thing type of thing where, like, he's really smart, but he's also awkward, but he has a drug issue. Um, and it's all about how he like takes down this corporation and, uh, tries to save the world and it like backfires and doesn't go the way he wants. And the world like gets plunged into catastrophe. And it's like this, almost this like post metropolitan graveyard where, um, just like people are out on the streets and like water costs a bunch of money just because the economy collapses and shit. And it's, it's, it's really cool. Um, and I think I connected with it because, um, it's fucking computer stuff, you know, it's computer hacking. Um, he's kind of like, like a fictional anonymous, but if it was like one person, cause he wears a mask, it's kind of like the guy Fox mask, but it's their own thing. Okay. Um, I fuck with that. and he puts out videos that are kind of like the anonymous things where he's like, you've done this wrong. We're coming for you, blah, blah. And uh, it's it's just really cool. And I'm not doing it any justice because it's been a year or two since I kept up with it. I still need to watch the latest season. But um, So I started watching Mr. Robot, and that's what got me into it because I remember I saw it, and I watched the first five episodes – not five episodes, the first five minutes of an episode thinking, all right, well, let me see what kind of TV show it is. Let me just check the quality of this. And then that night I ended up watching like seven episodes in a row. I just <laughs> binge the shit out of it. Um, and that's impressive because I'm pretty sure those episodes were like an hour long. <laughs> And so it was, it was terrible. It was like, it was incredible. And then after that, it just like, I just get to watching live action shit and I'm kind of going back into the anime thing now coming off of the office and whenever I finish supernatural. But as of right now, the only anime that I'm following is darling in the frogs. And then I think, well, there's my hero of course, but my hero doesn't come back on until mid April. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not that far. It's only like a month though. I think April 7th is the day it comes back. I don't know why I know that. I mean, because you're fucking obsessed. But... No, that's true. I am fucking obsessed. Oh. Um, so My Hero and Darling in the Frogs. Let's talk about Darling in the Frogs for a little bit, and then maybe I'll remember. I feel like there was something else I was watching, too, and I just don't recall what it is. 
I don't know. Yeah, I don't see. I'm still. I haven't watched like the latest because I think it just came out today mm-hmm. for Dolly and the Frogs. But I'm keeping up with it. But I'm not sure how I feel about. It. I, I like what they're doing. Um, I don't like the mechs in the anime. Why not? At all? I don't Why know. not? They, they're too fucking cartoony, dude. I don't know. Like when um when they ran into the other team and they all had like the same type of like I, I almost said mobile suits, the same <laughs> type of um. Same type of max. Yeah, same uh, type Franks, of max. I guess. Yeah, Franks. Let's just call them Franks. Yeah, same type of Franks. I was like, you know what? Yeah, that 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 seems familiar. It's more realistic. Yeah, it's, right? that's yeah, it's what I'm used to. I fucking like Gundam is my shit. Mm-hmm. Love it. So when I saw that, I was like, okay, cool. I, 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 I could fuck with this. Then like they switched back to the other team and they got like I don't know like their faces on the fucking yeah. I don't, I don't know. It's it's weird. I mean, I like the story. I like the setting. Um, I think it needs to pick up because I, I, I just want to know what the fuck happened to everything. I don't care about what they're fighting right now, honestly. The Klaxosaurus? The Klaxosaurus. That's, that's a weird... I, don't, I guess, dude. I, I, I'm not a fan of it. I'm not a fan of, like, the the weird shit in anime. I want to I just I, I want to know... Give me the damn, the damn lore, the backstory, and all that shit. I want to see what, what that is. So I feel like I got to wait a minute before I actually like it. Maybe. You know? I don't know. And those are those are all valid criticisms. For me... I think what pulled me into it initially is, uh, is it Studio Trigger that's doing it? Or is uh, it I'm Bones? not sure. It, well, whatever studio it is, is a phenomenal studio. And I I say this not remembering the name because it's late, but um, <laughs> I like most of the things yeah. that they do because they do good animation. Um, and on top of that, uh, it just it looked very promising. And all of the things leading up to it, like the animation style, the art looked really cool. Um, it's a mech anime, and I haven't watched a mech anime in a while because I haven't been real interested. It, unless you count Night and Magic, but I only watch a few episodes of that. We'll count it. We'll count it because the mechs in that are fucking great. Yeah, uh, they are pretty mm, great. They did um, for me. And then I need to finish that, actually. You but do. Uh, I remember when we were in... Were we in Peoria when I was showing it to you? Yeah. Yeah, we were in Peoria, and I was showing DJ some promos for it before it had come out for uh, our first stop on Press Start. And... He was like, all right, I kind of fuck with it. I was like, hell yeah, you do. Yeah, I mean, I'm still watching. But. Yeah, you're still watching. Um, for me, also, the the early promos, and especially now that it's out, it gives me vibes of a lot of different stuff. Like, it gives me some Gurren Lagan vibes, kind of, just with, like, the general direction it's taken in. Um, not an incredible amount, mind you, but they're there. Um, it definitely gives me Evangelion vibes. Because there's a lot of symbolism in it. Mm-hmm. Um, because the whole anime, and I'm going to butcher this, and it's probably going to be wrong, but the whole anime is supposed to symbolize, like, young intimacy or, like, the the evolution of intimacy from its beginnings. So when you're young and in that uh, evolutionary phase, not evolutionary, the what's the word I'm looking for? Developmental? Um, I don't know. The what? That's a developmental. Developmental phase, I, I guess. Um where you are just exploring everything, like you're maturing and your body wants whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, Hot. <laughs> Hot. Uh, it, it explores that in a kind of tame way because the way that you run the mechs, like it's it's very blatant. Yeah. And you oh, know yeah. that, and anyone that's watched it knows that, how the girls, and it's kind of weird because they're all like, you're basically riding school. the girls. Yeah. They're all like middle school yeah, or whatever, but like they fucking bend over. And there's hella imagery there. And then, yeah, you basically, like, rock, ride yeah, the chick. There's, like, handlebars the on their ass cheeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they connect with And the connection between the two is what pushes it. 
and the the passion that they feel between each other is what really pushes it too because you notice in the scene where uh the main character in zero two like where they kiss in that one moment like it explodes Mm -hmm. and the mech turns into something amazing and kills shit and then in the latest episode i'm not going to spoil anything crazy not the latest but the second Mm -hmm. to last that's been out um when they were getting their ass beat and the thing happens and it flares to life or whatever and it's just shit like that where the connection between the two makes the piloting stronger and the mech stronger um but there's a lot of symbolism in it and i kind of fuck with that because like deeper meanings and symbols and shit i don't know maybe i'm just pretentious but i like that a lot um and as you brought up earlier and i i realized there was something about it that made me really interested and really like like the scene but there was a point where they killed a baddie one of the claxosaurus claxosaurus <laughs> It's terrible. <laughs> I'm a clip that. Terrible Claxosaurus. Yeah. Um, terrible. But where they, they kill it and they like spear it and it flies up into the air and then like wings sprout from it. Mm-hmm. F- from? From it. And then it like they flap and then it explodes into light. Like that was some real fooly cooly shit. All day. Like that looked. Speaking of fooly cooly, I can't wait for uh, fooly cooly two and three to come out. It better not be garbage. If it's garbage, I'm going to riot. I'm gonna yeah, we're gonna flip some tables. We're gonna get our AR fifteens. <laughs> and we're gonna get the helicopter and they're gonna think we're gonna go shooting boards, but they, they don't know what's yeah, coming we're going to straight them. for that studio. <laughs> uh nah, I don't know. It's it's that the whole symbolism thing and then like the animation too. There's like real, real subtle moments where the animation looks just like Fooly Cooley. Like that, that Yeah, I'd uh, agree with that. That was like that T Rex, I don't know, Claxosaurus. <laughs> and uh it, it was that one episode where like it's fucking Wait, was that the same one? No. I don't know. It was a different... It was The T-Rex like, was the first time that the Strelitzia was yeah. introduced with was, Zero Two in it. They, like, they fucked it up, and it, it went crazy. And it, I don't know, it, like, its mouth opened up, and it, it just got weird. It looked just like Fooly Cooly. You know, like. someone should try, like, in those scenes where... Because they have the, the, the right scenes where it would work, where when they start to win and when they beat it up, there's, like, a continuous action scene. Mm. Kind of like how in Fooly Cooly there was, like, this build-up. And eventually it hit its climax and it was fucking amazing. Yeah. Um, and there's the same thing with this where it's like it builds up like when they fight that big ass worm. Like there's a whole sequence at the end there where they're fighting it and then they run through it with the thing and it's mm. cool. Someone should try at some point throwing like some of the pillows music on it. Yeah, we are. No, that's that's that's, that's a Naruto. That thing. Just, I can't yeah. believe you just did that. What's the pillow song? No, what's the fucking song like when uh when Artemis is like on the fucking guitar? I know what you're talking about, but I can't off the yeah, top of my head. We'll have to listen remember. to it after yeah. this. Um. But someone said slap, slap. <laughs> Fuck, dude, it's, it's like late. it's it's midnight, past midnight. Yeah. yeah, someone should slap some of the pillows music over some of those moments, like especially so much better. Like some of the like the music that they used when um, the main character, I forget his name, but he used the guitar to like knock the the huge baseball back into space, mm-hmm. which was one of the also one of the best moments in anime like of all time. By the way, that was phenomenal. Um, someone should put that music over like when they're destroying the big thing and the wings pop out. It's just, it was so much like one of those moments, and I think it would be phenomenal if that happened. Well, I mean, if you got to pick an anime to, you know, I guess not copy, but kind of pattern yourself after. To, uh, mimic? I don't know. What is that? I don't know. Pay homage it, to? Pay, that's a better word. I was going to say, because yeah. the other ones make it seem like they like stole from them or yeah. did it like blatantly, whereas this just has notions of. 
There we go. Yeah. I don't know. I think Fully Cool is a good one with what the way that they're going. Well, Fully Cooly like revolutionized a lot of different things. And I wouldn't say it changed the industry, but I'd say that it changed the way a lot of people look at anime mm-hmm. because in a lot of ways, some people just saw it as like this fucking crazy anime where a lot of shit happened and no one knows what went down, but it looked cool and had it good music. Cool, yeah. But it had a lot of deeper meanings behind it. And it was just, in a lot of ways, just completely different than what was coming out at the time. And like, I didn't realize that shit until years later. Oh, yeah, you know, no, like, definitely. I didn't really fucking understand it when I was like staying up to one in the morning on a watching Adult Swim and shit. Yeah. It took, like, some years to figure out, like, what the fuck was going on. I still don't even know if I really actually realized what the fuck was going on with that. All right. Well, let's have a talk about Fooly Cooly, then. So it's like, what I... I don't know. The whole thing is the younger generation is being kept down by, you know, the adults that are trying to control everything. And I don't know if this is actually, like, what was going down or not, but, like, the whole iron thing... Yeah. Was that them trying to say, like, they're trying to iron out the wrinkles of society... And just kind of reshape it to what they want to be. That I never thought about it that deeply. No, that's, I, oh. Well, I mean, I think that there might be something to that because I just, I just kind of took it as that was fucking weird. But honestly, as a kid, that's also <laughs> what I thought. I was like, that was fucking weird, yeah. but it's cool. And there's a lot of this show that I've analyzed to a point where it's like, this is actually really deep. But then there are some part of it, some parts of it, like those iron ships, that fuck, I probably still just overlook just because. And I think that might be that might have something to do with it. Honestly, I, st- I still don't understand fully. Cool. Oh, we're gonna go with that. We're gonna yeah. say that. Well, and I that I picked up on that too, where it was like the adults trying to rule over the kids or whatever. But I also picked up on like it had really strong vibes of you just need to accept yourself for who you are, as opposed to like caring about what other people think about you mm-hmm. and how you're more than what other people define you as. Um, and sometimes it's hard to see those. Uh, see those themes and see whatever that is manifest itself in the show because it's so all over the place and there's so much happening yeah. at once but it's definitely there and i mean don't get me wrong I, i'm pretty sure there's just a lot of random shit they just threw an anime oh there's be there's, cool. a, there's a lot of shit yeah. <sighs> but i don't know i feel like they 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 really thought it out you think the big eyebrows on the red-headed guy uh do you think those are to represent the general curiosity or narcissism of humanity, because I, like, I, I think then I, them being fake kind of solidifies that because it's like you put on this front, you know, and at the end of the day, it's not really who you are. Yeah, like you like because like just society in general is taking a turn towards everything's <laughs> terrible, the life's going to shit, but by showing that the eyebrows are fake. Because they're big eyebrows. They cover they're, they're, up everything. Yeah, and they're rectangle. And they, they keep you from showing your true emotion. Because when you have deeply defined eyebrows, they do a lot for your facial expression. Yeah, but when you got these big no ass eyebrows? fake eyebrows on, then you can't tell you're hiding it. And that just shows that you're, on, you're putting on a mask. And at the end of the day, when the eyebrows come off, you're human. You just analyzed eyebrows. I did. <laughs> Were we reaching? Maybe. Maybe. Probably. Definitely. What else do we do here at Comcast? Nothing. We reach we, around. We, we, oh. Oh. Baby. Pornhub slash user slash Comcast. Hell yeah. All right. What's next on the oh, agenda? What, what else What else are you watching? I mean, the shit that I'm watching, I don't think you're watching because you only say- I want to watch some of it. Um, you need to keep up with Super. It's getting fucking I need to great. watch Super. Okay. So as we were saying earlier, I catch clips of Super online from like Crunchyroll- and Funimation and whatever. 
I got this like weird nasally thing going on with my voice and it sounds nasty. Um, so I, I catch up with it with certain things like that, which is why I know things like Frieza's passed out on a fucking cliff somewhere mm-hmm. and Goku been getting his ass beat by Jiren and Vegeta ain't been doing real shit. Um, but I do need to keep up with it. The reason I haven't watched Super up to this point, and I'd probably be keeping up with it if it weren't for this, but the, the weak-ass first season... Yeah, you can just skip all that. Like, yeah. Like, pre-Battle of the Gods. Yeah. You can fuck it. And that's that's what kept me from it. Because when it started, I had a friend of mine that was keeping up with it, and I was watching it, like, over his shoulder, and we were on vacation last November. And it was just... We were there for, like, a week and a half, and two episodes came out, and I watched two episodes with them. I'm like, these are fucking atrocious. Yeah, animation was fucking weird. It was all over the place. I just, nah, I wasn't fucking with it. I'm not going to lie. I skipped, like, a good chunk of the first season. Because once I found out it was just a build-up to the damn movie, I was like, fuck this. There's no point. If I've seen the movie, I know what's going to happen. I still haven't seen the movie either. Wow. Okay. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, we just just need to fucking start from scratch with you, because... You're fucking struggling. I am struggling. That's I need to get back bad. on my wee boys. Yeah, because you're slacking. I'm like the only one in comedy that fucks with anime right now. Well, no, I fuck. Don't say that, man. Hey, that hurts me. I'm I just, fuck with anime. I cause it like a season, bro. Man, that hurts me. I'm just saying. That hurts me a lot. Supernatural in the office and shit. I don't fucking know you. What? I meant right. that. What? Yeah. Yeah. So what's next? I think we're done. Fine, get the fuck out. This is my head. This is my house. Cut the mic off. Well, you gotta cue the music. It doesn't work when I say it. (laughs) (laughs) And that's a wrap. We hope you enjoyed the fourth episode of Castcade. What do you think of the new guest format? And is there anything you'd like to ask Aaron? What anime are you keeping up with this season? Comment your answers below, because we'd love to hear from you and we read every single one. We'll be here for the next episode, and we hope you will be too. Until then, see ya!